Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Hosea 12, that's the Navi, the Prophet Hosea, Parak Yud Beis. This is Saul Weiner, the host for your podcast. We're continuing on the theme of the previous chapters that God is lamenting the fact that although he loved Ephraim, he loved the Northern Kingdom, he loved Israel, he and he gave them everything they needed to be successful. Despite that, they turned their backs on him and abandoned him. Um, the uh, emphasis has always been on, on the deceit of the people, the fact that people were dishonest, the fact that they were lacking in kindness towards one another, the fact that they're lacking in justice, and the fact that they abandoned God and turned to other gods. And in their arrogance, they thought that they had the power to save themselves by making alliances with other nations, by, by um, you know, without turning to God and without remembering what made them special and them unique. Uh, this is a theme that we've seen many times in the prophets in general and in Hosea and Hosea's words in particular. So let's start verse 1. Sivavuni b'chachash Ephraim. Ephraim, again referring to the kingdom of Israel, you have surrounded me with deceit and lies. Uve mirma Yisrael. In the house of Israel, you have surrounded me with... Mirma is like... Um, I see it translated as guile. Uh, mirma could, could, you know, means... It also means deceit, but... But in a in a sneaky, lying, uh, uh, tricky kind of way, the, so you pretended to be righteous on the outside, but on the inside you surrounded me with mirma, with 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 lies. Behuda, however, Judah owed rod imel. You are still ruling with God. This is probably this this prophecy probably took place at the time when there was a righteous king in the southern kingdom of Judah probably Chizkiyahu or Hezekiah, and saying that, that Od Rod Imel, that they are still ruling, their kings are still, at least outwardly, at least in principle, are with God, and they have been trustworthy with the Holy Ones. Um, um, so, so God is now making a difference between the northern kingdom, which is persisting in its, in its um, immorality, and the southern kingdom of Judah that was being faithful to God. As we'll see later in this chapter, and we'll see in many places, it's not like Judah was perfect, far from it. They had their faults as well, but at least in relation to the northern kingdom, at this time in history, they were sticking with God. Verse 2, Ephraim ro'eh ruach v'rodev kodim. Ephraim is is ro'eh, is usually the word that means a shepherd. I see translation. They are tending to the wind, and they are chasing after the 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 blowing winds. If you recall, we had earlier, um, in in chapter eight, verse seven, we had a similar reference to um, to uh, the wind. Ki ruach the wind is a, is a reference here to nothingness. Ephraim is chasing nothingness. They're abandoning God, and they're tending to things that are just wind, that are just blowing. They're nothing. Kol hayom, all day, kazav vashod yarbeh. They are increasing, all they are increasing, all they are doing, everything they do is increasing lies and destruction. When people are dishonest, when society is dishonest towards one another, all it brings about is destruction. And what do they do when they need help? They go ahead and they sign allegiances with Assyria, which made them subservient to Assyria, which made them also subservient to the ideals 
of Assyria, which was violence and, and conquering and worshiping other gods, leaving that which they stood for that made them special. Veshemen Limitzrayim Yuval. And they end up bringing tribute to Egypt in order, tribute of oil to bringing to Egypt in order to um, curry favor with Egypt rather than looking to God. There is an argument. There has been issues between God and Judah. First of all, this could be a reference to Judah, the southern kingdom, saying that Judah isn't perfect either. But there is an argument going on. We had earlier in Hoshea, Rivu, we had this language of Rivu, which was a reference to uh, literally meaning an argument between God and someone else. In this case, between God and the Jewish people. Um, uh, and, um, but it's not an argument of... of, of uh, of uh, you know, of which is of contempt. It's not an argument where one person dislikes the other one and argues, but rather it's an argument that leads it's one to to something better. You know, you 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 tell someone and point out the issues in a positive way in order to help them improve. Or in this case, we're, as we're going to see in a moment, it's a it's a discussion with um, between Yehuda and God in order to bring Yehuda closer. To God, in other words, God has a problem, but they're arguing with God and saying, "No, let bring us close. We want to be with you." And God will 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 remember. He will punish Yaakov because of his ways. He will punish the people of Jacob, the descendants of Jacob, the people of Israel, as they deserve it. In like the deeds that he has done, that is what will come back to him. However, the people can still improve that. They can change that. As we see in verse 4, as now the, the prophet goes back in the history of the Jewish people and goes back to that story back in Genesis where, where Yaakov struggled with an angel. An angel came down and held him back from his mission. And Yaakov himself fought with the angel. And he said, no, I'm going to do this mission. So even when God puts obstacles in our way, even when God comes down to punish, we can get through it. There is a way. We see from Yaakov, even in, in, his, in the, his mother's womb, he, he, he held on to the heel of his brother. He didn't allow, he was fighting already in order to, um, to, um, to achieve his place, to become the one that had a special relationship with God. And when he grew up, he went and he beat out the angel that he fought with. So, so the angel comes to hold him back, but he doesn't allow himself to be held back. You can come back to God. You can repent. You can return. It's not hopeless. This is possible. This is doable. And this has been done since the beginning of your history. Verse 5, And he, he fought with the angel and he beat the angel. And lo, to the extent that the angel cried and asked him, Please free me. Let me go back. Beit El Yimtsoenu. Where did this occur? This occurred in Beit El. Um, that's where he was found, Manu, and that's where he spoke. That's where God spoke with us, with the Jewish people, and said that you are going to be uh, Israel, you are going to become the people of Israel. So the entire people of Israel arose in a situation of of a of a riv, of a, a confrontation where the people did not allow the obstacles to keep them away from God. That was how our people was born. And God is saying, and that is how you have to be now. Just because things are bad, the way to get favor with me is to speak up, 
to come back, to don't allow this to happen. And God, the God of all hosts of everything, Adonai Zichro, God is called, how do you speak to him? You call him by his name. That is how you come back. Call God by his name. Whenever this name of God is, is written with in this sent in this way of Yud K Vav K, this it always means um uh, the foreverness of God is is the constant of God. That's how I've always been since the beginning of history, and that's how I will always be. And how do you return? Let's look at verse seven. The prophet makes it simple for us. It's simple, it's easy. This there's here's the path. And you should return to your God. You should be kind with kindness and justice. Be careful about keeping those. Kindness and justice. This is different, remember, from what we saw in Yeshayahu and Isaiah so often, where he mentioned righteousness and justice. Hosea, this is, I think, the fifth time where he emphasizes chesed, kindness and justice. And always hope for God, always pray to God, always trust in God, then you will come back. It is possible. However, what do you do? Kinan be a do instead. People of the Northern Kingdom, Mosnei Mirma, as, 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 Kinan meaning as, um, uh, um, I'm sorry, Kinan means, uh, like, a a, a vendor or, uh, a person uh, selling something, but he's always cheating everyone, and he's using uh, uh, a scale that lies so that he can always cheat you. He loves to cheat people. He loves to steal from people. And then he says, and then Ephraim, the people say, uh, I've gotten rich. only I've found treasure. I am great. All of my efforts... I haven't found any sin. I haven't done anything wrong. Look, I've been successful. So many people think that because they have been successful financially, therefore it means that they're okay. They must be doing it right. Everything they're doing must be okay. But if it's achieved in a dishonest way, then it's definitely not okay. God says, I I have been with you all the way from the beginning, all the way back from Egypt. I will bring you back. I will bring you back to your homes, just like it was once. In other words, yes, the punishment will come, but I have stuck with you through all of the times. I will be here forever. Remember the Yehovah Vi'iyah, Yud forever. I will be with you just like I was with you all the way back from those days in Egypt. And I will bring you back with the Bartiel And how did I teach you? How do I teach you how to be proper? How do I lead you? I speak to you through my prophets. But Anochi Chazon here, I have sent you so many visions. So many uh, prophets have come to teach, including, of course, the one we're reading today, right now. Uviyad Hanavim Adama. And I have, in the hands of the prophets, I have been compared to all kinds of things, all kinds of. Um, parables to try to explain to you to try to teach you to try to lead you in the wrong in the proper proper path however in gilad oven however instead with gilad gilad we we had before in um in uh let me go back to in, in chapter 6 verse 8 we mentioned gilad i'll just read that verse real quick ki um 
A Gilad Kiryat Pali Oven. Gilad is a place full of sinners. A Gilad is a place that was in the um, in the portion of God. It was a place that's the, the tribe of God, not G O D G A D, right? Uh, they so it's just mentioning a place in the northern kingdom that was full of sin. Achshavayu. They are full of falseness. That's what they were. They gave me just falseness. Um, and in Gilgal, Gilgal could be a place, usually refers to the place where Joshua, Yoshua first entered the land of Israel with the people. But Gilgal also just literally means a circle of stones within which you have just brought oxen as, as sacrifices to idols. That's all you did. Instead of worshiping me, God says, me who's been with you all this time, you worshiped. Uh, idols, gamiz bchosam galim. Also, their their altars are just like piles of rocks. I'll tell me that were piled up on the furrows of my fields. God says, on my fields in the land that I gave you, you piled up rocks and brought all, um, uh, sacrifices to other gods. And however, what? Let's go back again. God goes flips back again. This is the third time to early early history. Back then. I stuck with Yaakov not because he was he got rich off of off of lies and deceit like you did, but rather he worked hard. He went through so much suffering. He he had he chased away from his home. He had to run all the way to the fields of Aram to his to his um, relative Lavan. Vayavod Yisrael and he spent fourteen years working just in order to find the wife. This is the kind of life that he lived. And then, of course, we know the rest of the history. Eventually, he came back to Israel and then eventually went to Egypt and then the slavery in Egypt and so on. And it was through a prophet, How did we achieve what we achieved? It was through following the words of the prophets, following the words of God that were taught to us that God took us out of Egypt. And we were guarded and protected through the words of the prophets. That's how we came to where we came. Not because of what you, Ephraim, say was your own strength, was your own riches and treasures that you found, which you found through a dishonest way. Instead, but, but instead of recognizing this, verse 15, Ephraim tamurim, instead of recognizing this, Ephraim made me, uh, uh, made me angry with bitter, with its bitter ways. And its blood, the people that were killed, the people that were hurt and suffered because of their corrupt ways, that God is going to throw upon him or cast upon him uh, the 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 um, the blood and the um, the results of the bad, their bad deeds. And his shame, the shame of Ephraim for acting the way he did. Yashivlo Adonav, his master is going to return to him. Thank you so much for studying chapter twelve. Looking forward to studying chapter 13 with you.